People of God, thank you so much for allowing me to spend a few minutes with you this week studying the end of times. My name is Francis Wesso, and it is a pleasure to be the Cornerstone Podcast host. This is the last episode of this series. I hope you enjoyed it, and I also hope that we were able to give you some clarity regarding the events that are coming to earth. Whether we are alive or not during the rapture, it is always good to encourage one another with the hope of seeing a Redeemer soon. Last week, we left off at the beginning of the last set of judgments that will come to earth. They are found in Revelation 16. For lack of time, I will not read the entire chapter, but if you have some free time this week, please read it. Let me recap for you the last set of judgments that the Lord will pour on earth, which, like I said, are found in Revelation 16 and are described as bowls of wrath. Bowl number one. Ugly, resting sores will break out on people. Ball number two. The sea is turned into blood and the animals of the sea die. Now, some animals of the sea had already died, but this judgment kills the rest of all the animals that were still alive. My friends, something that is always hard to understand is that sometimes the consequences of the guilty end up hurting also the innocent. In this case, the marine animals have not sinned against God but man's sin has cursed the entire earth. Can you imagine the stench of all these animals dying? It will be horrific. But let's move on. Ball number three. The rivers and the spring waters turn into blood. Ball number four. The sun is allowed to scorch people. My family, no matter what we do to the ozone layer, the sun will not be allowed to scorch people before the great tribulation. With this, I am not saying that we should not do what we can to conserve the planet. But all I'm saying is that we do not have to worry about being scorched until during the Great Tribulation. Ball number five. The territory around the throne of the beast is under total darkness. Because of lack of time, I was not able to tell you much about what the Bible calls the city of Babylon. But let me tell you at least just a little bit. Right after the treaty between the Antichrist and Israel that he signs at the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist moves his hub to a brand new city called Babylon the Great, which will be constructed within the territory that Israel gained during the Battle of Ezekiel 38. The new worldwide church and the worldwide bank also will have their hubs in this city. Babylon the Great will be built with the latest technology and without any financial restrictions. The Antichrist, the false prophet, and the image of the beast will reside there. When the fifth bowl is poured out, all this land, all this territory is kept in darkness. For the next bowl, I think it's best if we go to the Bible and I'll read it to you. Revelation 16:12 says, the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Then I saw three impure spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, 
out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are demonic spirits that perform signs and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. So according to Revelation 16:12, Paul number 6 dries the Euphrates River, which creates an amazing highway which will be used by the armies that will rise up to fight against God and his people in the battle of Armageddon. This battle is caused by three demons who instigate the world to fight against God. Each one of them comes out of the mouth of each member of the satanic trinity. The last bowl is described in Revelation 16 verses 16 and 17 which say, Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, It is done. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumbling, peals of thunders, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since mankind has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. This bowl puts an end to God's judgments, but it also puts an end to the dispensation of grace over earth. The dispensation of the law ended with Jesus on the cross saying out loud, It is done. And this current dispensation, which is the one that we are living in right now, will also end with the same words. It is finished. Let us talk now about Armageddon. Armageddon, the very word, chills the soul. The word Armageddon originates from the Hebrew Har Megiddo, meaning the Mount of Megiddo. Har means mount or hill, and Megiddo means slaughter. Megiddo is a real place. It is located in northern Israel. It is about 18 miles from Haifa, 55 miles from Jerusalem, and 10 miles from Nazareth. Napoleon in 1799 said about Megiddo, All the armies of the world could maneuver their forces in this vast plain. There is no place in the whole world more suited for war than this. It is the most natural battleground on the whole earth. Many people may not understand the purpose or purposes of the battle of Armageddon, but I assure you that God has them. I believe that the first purpose is to give Israel one last time to realize that their Messiah has already come and died for them. And the second is to bring a final judgment against the enemies of Israel. So just to make it plain for you, the satanic trilogy produces demons that go all over the world and incite the kings of the world, which are the rulers of the world, to fight. They come, some of them, come against Israel. They will come against the people of God. Go with me to Joel chapter 3 verse 2. I will gather all the nations and I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scatter my people among the nations. So these rulers will all of a sudden want to fight Israel. But in reality, it is God bringing judgment 
over the people that scatter Israelites all over the world. So God organizes this battle to bring judgment over the people that made his people suffer. But God is not the only one that will have reasons to fight in this battle. Many nations of the world will rise against the Antichrist and will come to fight not against Israel, but against the Antichrist. Go with me to Daniel 11.40, which says, At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him, like a whirlwind with chariots, horsemen, and with many ships. Here we see that armies from Africa and the armies from the territory of Russia come against the Antichrist trying to dethrone him. With the dying Euphrates, the Islamic nations will also rise against him according to Daniel 11.44. In spite of all these armies coming against him, he, the Antichrist, somehow is able to keep them at bay and decides to still rise against Israel, which will be left at his mercy, or so it will seem. But before he can hit them, another army enters the scene. Go with me to Revelation 19, and we are going to read from verse 11 to 16. Please pay attention to these verses. It says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You see, when Jesus comes back, he will not come back like the humble carpenter. He will come back as the king that he's always been. But before the Antichrist knows what is going on. Jesus returns and with him we come also. And I don't know about you, but I think that this is the best ending of every ending in the history of the world. Talk about suspense and drama. The best directors and writers of Hollywood have nothing on God. Go with me to Zechariah chapter 14 verse 3 and 4. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations, as he fights in the day of the battle. And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two, from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north, and half of it towards the south. At this point, 
God will grab the Antichrist and his false prophet and they will be the first that will be thrown in the lake of fire which to us is known as hell. Many people think that people who died without Christ right now go directly to hell after they die. But that is not what the Bible says. The Bible tells us that the first who will go into hell or the lake of fire will be the Antichrist and his false prophet. Let me make a pause here because I'm forgetting something important. Sometime before Jesus comes to earth, Israel realizes that he is indeed their Messiah and they cry out to him and they are saved. Satan then will be captured and kept captive for the duration of the millennium, which will be an era of unprecedented peace where Jesus will rule for a thousand years, which as we know, it is not the end of human history, but sadly, here is where we end this episode, which is also the end of this series. I hope this series brought you some peace and knowledge regarding the end of times, and hopefully also motivated you to keep your heart expecting for the Lord to come soon. Next week, we will start another series that I hope will bless you. If the Lord allows it, we are planning on sharing in the near future a series entitled Into Eternity that will be the continuation of this current series. In that series, I will explain where the people who died without Christ go at the moment of their death since we just found out that the lake of fire is not open until the Antichrist and his false prophets are sent into it. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for investing your time with us. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it and subscribe to it. If you have any questions about our ministry or about what we cover in this podcast, or if you simply want to share a testimony or a prayer request with us, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you.